Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum. Well, thank you, and thank you, my dear listener, for being with us one more time, uh, many more times, we trust, uh, to find out each and every week what's happening in the world of coaching and uh, coaching development and just leadership development for human beings all over the world. We're delighted to bring you this program now in its 17th year, I believe, um, each and every week bringing you interviews with people out on the cutting edge of coaching, and this week is no different. Today... We're going to talk about extraordinary things. We just uh, have returned from the ACTO conference. That's the Association of Coach Training Organizations. And this year, uh, for the first time, an an historic conference, uh, because it was also a joint conference for a day with the GSAEC, which is the Graduate School Alliance for Education in Coaching. So these are the two organizations that sort of oversee or, or hold and are, uh, have members who are the training schools in coaching. And um, in, if going there, you know, sort of determines what coaching will be and, and how coaches are trained. So it's an extraordinary experience. We've got a lot of recorded interviews from the um, event. And then later on, I'll have live, uh, my guest today will be Hallie McNabb, who is the president-elect for Uh, the Association of Coach Training Organizations, but also a principal in this upcoming event. There's a summit on calling in culture and power. Uh, It's an extraordinary event. It's coming up in September, and I want you to know all about it because I think some of you are going to love this event, really a calling for diversity and awareness of our identities in coaching, something that uh, informs our biases, something that is critically important to all of us. So today's a great show, uh, some of it pre-recorded and some of it not. And um, let's talk about sponsorships and media partnerships. As you may know, we are delighted, proud, and honored to be in our fourth year of media partnership with the International Coach Federation. If you're not familiar with them, you need to be, because the International Coach Federation is the preeminent organization of trained professional coaches in the world. It's a standalone, not-for-profit organization that oversees uh, Coaching Credentials offers credentials for coaching coaches, including the ACC, PCC, and MCC credentials. In addition, they accredit coach training programs and coach training hours. Um, we're delighted to be a media partner because it gives us an opportunity to support the fine folks and the work that they're doing at that association. Um, as you may know, it's one of the largest storehouses of research and information about coaching. It's also an incredible place to find out about coach training, uh, listing tons of coach training uh, schools and the differences among them. In addition, it's just a storehouse of a wealth of any kind of information. If you're looking for proof of ROI, if you're looking for t- some way to respond to an RFP for coaching, if you just want to go and noodle around and learn something new, that's your spot. The International Coach Federation, also known as the ICF, is on the web at coachfederation.org. As I say, they're the leading global organization dedicated to advancing the coaching profession. They do that by setting high standards, by providing independent certification and building a worldwide network of trained coaching professionals like me. 
It's the world's largest organization of professionally trained coaches, and thereby it elicits instant credibility for its members like me and soon you. Uh, it, the ICF is committed to connecting professional coaches with the tools and resources we need to succeed in our careers and just a storehouse. Go there now, immediately, coachfederation.org. In addition, to stay up to date on latest news and to learn more about the ICF, check out ICF on Twitter at at ICFHQ. That's at ICFHQ. And we're delighted to have an ICF representative on this here program regularly. It used to be once a month. Now they're, they're winding down to more like once a quarter. But we've had everyone from Magdalena Mook, our executive director of the ICF, to today you'll hear George Rogers as one of our interviewees. And he's uh, the assistant executive director, uh, sort of grooming for that position, I think. All right. Uh, the other thing that you should know, I've been working on my rap career. That's not the thing you should know. My hip-hop uh, styles and my... Beats, my fat beats are, um, I'm working on them. But if you're looking for a coach training, I feel, feel bad for you, son, because there's more than 99 programs, and how do you find the one? See what I did there? That's a little, a little hova for you. Um, one of the things that I am most proud of and delighted about is that we have been sponsored since the beginning of this program by Accomplishment Coaching. And Accomplishment Coaching is not just a coach training program. It's literally the world's finest coach training program. It's designed that way from the beginning. It has more hours of coaching, more in-person training hours, more hours of being coached, more hours of observing coaching, more books to read, more activities and groups to lead than any other coach training out there. It's really an extraordinary program. And it's not for everyone. Look, if you're looking for the fastest or the easiest or the most popular, it's not your, your cup of tea. But for those few of you who are listening that you are up for the world's finest coach training program, if you're looking for the Harvard, the Yale, the Stanford, the Oxford of coach training, then check out accomplishmentcoaching.com. It's available in, I believe, six cities around North America. You can find their fly-in program in San Diego, California, or you can go to a regular, regular once-a-month program in San Diego, Seattle, Washington, Chicago, Illinois, New York City, or our nation's capital, which could use some coaching these days, Washington, D.C. In addition, in the great nation of Canada, uh, the programs for Accomplishment Coaching are available in Victoria, B.C. currently. So check it out, AccomplishmentCoaching.com, hold of the world's finest coach training program. All right. So uh, first thing you need to know is the, where to go. So if you want to find out more about the Association of Coach Training Organizations, ACTO, go to ACTO Online. Um, and if you want to find out more about the Graduate School Alliance for Education and Coaching, go to gsaec.org. And um, with that, I think we're ready to play the several interviews the, what what we've got is uh, I was at the conference and I just sort of grabbed people, collared them in the hallways or on breaks or never in the men's room, but often, you know, in the hallways, as you say. Uh, so you get people off the cuff. You get people who are coaching leaders. You get people who've been around for a while, as well as an ICF uh, official. So you get a nice smattering of information here about coach training and what what's coming up uh, and what people are talking about in coach training. So with that, I think we're ready to play the first one. 
Well, I'm delighted to be speaking with Dr. Patrick Williams, an, a, a pioneer, would it be fair to say, in the coaching industry? Yes, I was exploring things at the time, yes. <laughs> a coach since uh, at least 1990 that I'm aware of. You right. hold your doctorate in education, you have an MCC, you're a founder of the Institute for Life Coach Training, right? which then you successfully sold, sold. Right. one of the few people to sell a, 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 a coach training organization wholesale. Um, I don't mean a wholesale price, I mean as, right. a, as a complete right. entity. You're also um, uh, one of the founding board members of the International Coach Federation. You're also... I'm a founding member. I was a board member, but I'm a founder of the ICF. Thank you. I yeah. apologize for yeah. misspeaking. And a past president of this year organization, the yes. Association of Coach Training Organizations, also known as ACTO. Today we're uh, at the last day of the ACTO conference, which is a joint conference day with the GSAEC. And I'm wondering, uh, Dr. Williams, Patrick, Pat. what, uh, what your takeaways are, you know, for somebody like you who's a, a pioneer in the industry, what are, you, what are you getting from attending conferences? Well, you know, I always like coming to ACTO because it's smaller. I mean, the, the coaching conferences, I went to like the first 15 in a row, including Europe, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's overwhelming. And for new coaches, maybe they gather a lot of information, but this is like my peers veterans, researchers, practitioners, new ideas. And this year I'm here in a kind of a different role because as you mentioned, I sold my school. Mm -hmm. I only coach a little bit these days. Uh, my rule is that it, whatever I do can't interfere with my tennis and golf. <laughs> I, I am semi-working. I'll never retire. Writing books, writing blogs, speaking. So I'm here representing this year the Center for Credentialing and Education with the board certified coach designation, which I had the honor of being the first BCC. Uh, Richard Boyatzis, who just spoke, just became our latest BCC. Oh, great. And his school at Case Western is one of the approved providers. So I was especially delighted by two things that fit into the overall theme. From day one, there seemed to be an atmosphere of, of self-revealing and inviting to be a little bit more self-disclosing and real. As opposed which, to company. Exactly, which he also or, talked about today, that the importance of uh, understanding your real self. Oscar Wilde said you might as well be yourself because everyone else has already taken. <laughs> um, and that also fits into a new book I just published, which isn't a coaching book per se, but it's kind of geared toward coaching clients or therapy clients or people interested in their personal development. More of a book for living. Which is Getting Naked, Ways to Uncover Your Authentic Self with the right person at the right time in the right place. And that's an authentic self, and that's useful for work or home relationships right. or particularly exactly. relationships. Let's go back a step. So the Center for Credentialing and Education is available online at www.cce-global.org. How do we get a copy of the book, Getting Naked? Where can we find out more about you? And Amazon, and it's also audiobooks with me speaking it. So oh, nice. most of the information is at drpatwilliams.com, so okay. drpatwilliams.com, my blogs, my newsletter, the book, um, ways to get a hold of me, etc. Really great. Anything uh, before we leave, anything, a uh, parting thought or a parting shot you'd like 30,000 coaches or so to think about today? Well, I love the evolution of the profession, and I remember when we had our first research conference in Denver 15 years ago or whenever, and now here we are with colleges and degrees and research and certi certification of competencies and questioning what we've created, so keep it up. Beautiful. Thanks so much for your time and for your leadership. You're welcome.
Well, we're delighted here at the ACTO and GSAEC joint conference to be uh, running into an old friend of the show and an old friend of coaching with the International Coach Federation since, I think, 2006, right? You, you said December. Of, In, end of 2006. Uh, is George Rogers, currently the assistant executive director, meaning I guess you work closely hand-in-hand with Magda, uh, Magdalena Mook. That's correct. And... Um, and uh, sort of in charge of your old job, which was Director of Credentialing and Program Accreditation. Um, we're delighted that you're here. You brought some folks with you. And uh, what, are, what are you getting from your participation in the ACTO conference and now in the joint conference between GSAEC and ACTO? Well, for me, the really important thing is maintaining and developing new relationships with, with, our, uh, with the ACTO participants, with the GSAC participants. Uh, I learned so much from hearing the questions that they have and the comments they have. Um, and uh, we get a combination of positive comments and suggestions for improvement. Uh, and so those are all really important for me to take back uh, in the work that we're doing around credentialing and accreditation, around coach training. Um, so so I really, uh, to me, the, the biggest benefit is that uh, now along with that is also the content that's presented. And I get to see uh, a variety of uh, ideas on coach training. Uh, and today it's been really interesting to see the uh, more academic approach that was presented right. uh, from, the, from the GSAC perspective, maybe. Uh, and, uh, and how does that, you know, thinking about how does that factor into the work that we do? Uh, so, so really looking forward to, to taking this back and, and discussing it with our staff and applying it uh, in, in the strategy we developed for the ICF. It must be very interesting for you because you get to see it all. You know, for, for those of us that are doing more pragmatic training programs, we get, you know, sort of the, our concerns are about, um, you know, getting our participants and our coaches uh, up and running in their business as well as, you know, what's actually effective in the workplace, especially with organizational coaching, you know, a lot of practicum and pragmatic approach. And then there are the uh, academic-based programs where there's a lot of modeling and a lot of data-based work. From your perspective, I I guess the ICF is sort of intending to embrace and support all the different approaches to coach training. Is that right? I've often said that, you know, it would have been a lot easier if 20 years ago the ICF had said, here's what coach training is and you will license this from us. But uh, I think that would have been a bad approach because what we see happening is a lot of uh, innovation in training, a lot of uh, especially uh, relevant, make training relevant to to different cultures, different regions. Um, So um, it, it is sometimes a challenge to try to make a set of standards, which we are a standard-setting body, to make that work for all kinds of different conditions. But again, being here and listening to all those different conditions makes it uh, helps helps inform our work. Great. I'd love to, uh, at least I'm noticing, you know, last year was so much attention at the ACTO conference was on the PCC markers. So I'll ask you about that in a moment. But this year we're getting a lot more on cultural differences and diversity and sort of inclusion throughout the conference. Is there, a, what are some of your takeaways? What are you going to go back to the ICF and, and be thinking about or focusing on? Well, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're hearing over and over again about uh, different populations that are now interested in coaching, you know, right. even whether it's generational or um, uh, because of uh, physical disabilities, uh, those kinds of things. So that, that really is interesting to me and in how do we, you know, avoid shooting to the middle. Yeah, uh, nice. You know how do we how do we accommodate the danger um, of norms? Yeah. yeah, that's right. How do we accommodate lots of uh, a, a broader perspective? Yeah. 
in, in what we're trying to create standards for. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually happy to see that, you know, I know you, you folks in Lexington, Kentucky are um, aware of your... I suppose, culturally limited, um, you know, views, right? Like, as we all try to be. Um, one of the things that I appreciate is that the folks that I see you traveling with are of a different generation. They don't have the same color hair you and I enjoy. And um, I, I wonder, as you travel, in your position, you get to travel sort of all over the world, right? We were just talking about some mm -hmm. of your adventures in Bangkok, and, and we're here in Toronto. Um, is the ICF, is there sort of a, a move within the ICF to ensure that diversity, diversity and inclusion is a, a focus of that organization, or do you feel like you've kind of already got that focus and are, and are sort of moving past that inclusive notion? Well, well, I would say that while we're based in Lexington, Kentucky in the U.S., um, we, have a, we have a board, an elected board that is very diverse. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Maybe more diverse than ever, right? Yes, uh, and we also have a staff that is, is pretty diverse. We not only do the staff in Lexington, but we also have staff members in uh, Kuala Lumpur, in Sydney, in Moscow, in Brussels, uh, in uh, uh, I'm missing some places here. Yeah, uh, London. We've got we've got a, a staff that is coming from around the world, and it's really important for them to be on the ground there to listen to the needs of specific members. Uh, and uh, those aspiring to earn credentials because that allows us to, to understand that perspective better. You know, one of the biggest challenges we have is languages. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, when we hear about how we present something in one language and it doesn't translate very well to another, we're, we're hearing that and, and, and really trying to address that. I had a lot of fun with languages recently looking at the list of languages with the most native speakers and like the first, you know, the languages that I know, even a part of, aren't even in the top six. So it was really, I feel your uh, challenge there. I know one of the things that we're all excited about this year is the return of the global conference, speaking of globalization and diversity. And uh, will you tell us about the ICF Converge and what we can expect or what you're looking forward to there? Well, we're really excited about this. Uh, the, the structure of this event is, is a little different maybe than what we've seen in uh, past ICF global conferences. Uh, this is going to happen August 24th and 25th in Washington, D.C., here in the States. Well, I'm not in the States right now, but right. <laughs> down back there. in the States, yeah. back down in the States. Um, and uh, there's uh, uh, a limited number of seats still available, so I would encourage people, if they're interested in attending or hope they're interested in attending, to go ahead and, uh, and get registered. Uh, there are um, several... Um, the idea of neighborhoods set up around community, uh, around learning, around development, uh, that uh, I would urge you to go to the icfcoachfederation.org website and look at, look at our events. Uh, and uh, that's, we're really excited about this offering. And there's a lot of excitement in the world about this offering. The, again, the seats are filling up pretty quickly. That's true. And I'm delighted to say here at ACTO and uh, GSAEC, we're seeing, we're getting uh, presentations from people who are Portuguese and from China and lots of lots of different things. Any uh, parting thoughts for us as, as I have delayed your lunch long enough? What, uh, what parting thought do you have for 30,000 or so coaches today? Well, I think the, the message here at, at, at ACTO and, and GSAC is uh, you know, that, that there are some challenges, but we're, we're learning together. We want to keep learning together. 
and I think uh, it's really important to have that mindset that uh, you know there's there's probably not just one way to do this. There are lots of different ways, and I would really encourage people to stay open-minded and, and, and think about that. And I know that's what we're doing as part of the. Uh, the ICF uh, staff team, you know, we, we know that there's a lot of learning, and I would encourage people to, to, to continue that in their, in their own development. You know, I would kick myself if I didn't ask you one more question, and I apologize for sort of getting to that beautiful point that we could have left on <laughs> and now throwing one more thing in. But last time we were here at this ACTO conference last year, there was a lot of activity around the PCC markers and training the coaching schools and coaching evaluators on these new PCC markers. Uh, I know that personally it's been a quite a challenge for me to sort of stay up with it, and I sort of feel like I'm quite behind the curve. How's it going generally? I think generally it's going well, although, the, the, of course, the development of the markers was a really significant piece of work. We involved a lot of coaches, a subject matter expert, uh, in developing these. Hundreds of hours of reviewing recordings, looking for the essential elements of what we think were a, an effective coaching conversation at the PCC level. Um, and um, we've been using them in, in, ter- in, in our uh, assessment of coaches for more than a year now, collecting a lot of data on that. Um, I'll come back to that in just a sec, but the, the, the big effort has been to try to train uh, people working within coach training organizations how to use these as both assessors and possibly as mentor coaches or exactly. in giving feedback. Yeah. Um, that's a really big challenge because it's not an easy thing to learn. No. Uh, it's, it's quite a shift uh, sometimes in thinking to, uh, to, to focus on the behaviors of the coach as opposed to the, what the client is doing. Uh, and so we're, um, we're continuing to revise the training, continue to look at how can we streamline the training, uh, offer it in other additional languages. All those things are really important to us, and we're going to continue working on that. My understanding is there were a bunch of, uh, or a significant percent of people that are kind of like me that started it last year and, you know, got bogged down or mired in it. Is there still hope for us, or are we just out? <laughs> I think there's still hope for you. No. Uh, what we're trying to do is construct some other learning opportunities uh, okay. and build a community of people who, you know, and really this is not a, you know, you, you learn it and you're done. This right. is going to be an ongoing uh, learning uh, thing, and especially as we collect more data on this, uh, you know, we're going to learn more about um, where are the areas where we see uh, a consistency in the use of different markers, clusters of markers, where are the places where we perhaps need to consider revising the markers, uh, and, and we're learning that from both the outcome of the training as well as uh, some statistical evaluation that we're doing of, of the marker data that we're, that we're collecting right now. But for everyone, we're really committed to helping them uh, be proficient with this and um, and, and continue to develop training opportunities for that. Well, thank you for all your work on this. It's so exciting to go to a, a more data-driven than, you know, sort of the, I hate to say woo-woo, but the, a more flexible <laughs> uh, interpretation of things to a, to a real data-driven, behavior-driven thing. Well, well that, I, I would say that the, the really important thing to me about this is we have, um, you know, there, there, there's not clear right answers, you know, but uh, this is another step along the way of uh, further understanding, and we know we've got more work to do, and so we're, we're excited about doing that. Well, thank you, and thanks to all your staff for all the work you are doing to move coaching forward and uh, coach training forward. Thanks for being here. Thank you.
Well, I'm so delighted and honored to be in the presence of two not only coaching pioneers, but lovely and dynamic uh, powerhouse women. Um, we're here with the always charming Cynthia Lloyd-Darst. Cynthia is, um, I'm going to do this from memory, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, a past president of the Association of Coach Training Organizations, a board member of the Association of Coach Training Organizations, past board member of the Global Board of ICF. Some time ago, yes. MCC. You've got a degree in theater arts. I do. From my neck of the woods, UC San Diego. And um, anything else in your bio that we should... That's a lot. All right. And you're also this year's MC of the ACTO Conference. yes. And the great and powerful Hope Langner, joining us from her palatial mansion in uh, Del Mar, (laughs) uh, taking a temporary hiatus here in uh, Toronto. Now, Hope, you're a co-director of coach training for CTI. Yes. uh, One of the largest uh, coach training organizations in the world. Right. And you've been around for a while. Hold your MCC, do you? I'm an MCC, yeah. Mm -hmm. And anything else you want to say by way of... uh, Biography, or um, yeah, I did. I've done a lot of work with the ICF over the years, um, particularly on the PCC markers. I was oh. on the small team that put that together. Bless you for doing yes, that. Yes, indeed. And have yeah, been coaching for about twenty years now. So I see from among your, the medals you're wearing that you've been coaching for a long time. So uh, not new exactly to the field. You guys are both yeah. pioneers in the field. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in what your takeaways are from the themes, the general themes, or maybe specific things that you're taking away from this year's conference. Well, you know, for me, it's uh, every year of ACTO is both wonderful in the reconnection with old friends and getting to, to hear from each other, but also uh, it, it feels like there's a whole emerging thing mm-hmm. about rank and power and privilege mm-hmm. and really becoming ever more aware of the diversity and how, like what, it, what we need to be aware of to have... Um, pivotal conversations and do deliver excellent training to people of all kinds of socioeconomic levels, religions, colors, countries, cultures. Yeah. I actually want to build on what Cynthia is saying because that was the thing that struck me the most also was the, the theme of diversity and multiculturalism and it's it's socioeconomic, it's historical, like it's our own ancestry and our own history, mm-hmm. also the things that shape us. And so much of that we take for granted or don't yes. even pay attention to or oh, it's yeah. like below the surface. Unconscious, absolutely. And the other place it, it happens is in um, different kinds of organizations that we work in. There's a cross-cultural yeah. nature to that. Yeah. Also, that we need to be paying more attention to. I was I remembering the first time I went to train in Asia, and none of my metaphors worked. Right, all oh, that, right. You know, totally. We've, we've had yeah. tro- trouble here with piggybacking, Piggyback, right? Because right. people don't know what that is. Yes. But uh, so it's been great uh, learning and focusing on that. I also we did a bit today, sort of along the same lines, where we're actually merging with or having a joint conference with the GSAEC, which is Graduate School Executive Coaching. That's what we're going to stick with. Yeah, Graduate School Alliance of Executive Coach Training. Look at you knowing stuff. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, and what's your experience of that? Like, do you like having the, the strangers around? Is there stranger danger? Well, you you, there, there's a definite shift that's happened here. About yeah. six years ago, there was very much an us versus them feel with, mm-hmm. like, they're the academics and they don't quite get it. And we're the people who, who are doing training, but we don't get we're the theory. Life. and we right. don't. Yeah. And it was like there was really kind of a standoff. And now I'm feeling such um, welcoming. I'm feeling yeah. such more curiosity. curiosity. Right? More interest in each other. 
each other's work. Yeah. There's Absolutely. so much more respect. exchange, respect, dialogue yep. happening. And how yep. great that we're talking about inclusion and diversity yeah. and actually doing it. Do it yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. What a concept. Um, yes. <laughs> today's uh, keynote was a little bit about neuroscience yes. and neuroscience. Yes. What did you think? Oh, I thought he was fantastic. Those Richard Boyatz. How do you say Boyatz? It's Western. Yeah, it was excellent work. I love yeah. that he's so researched. He had a fabulous sense of humor, and I thought he actually brought forth quite a few provocative mm-hmm. ideas for um, for competencies yeah. as a coach. His idea of what competencies are and the fact that he's been a pioneer in the field of understanding competencies was really eye-opening. Yeah. What, what, a couple of takeaways there. What did you What did you take away from competencies that aren't competencies? Or that well, aren't? he talked about these are tasks, these are skills, these are competencies. And yep. what he didn't do that I'd like to learn more about is how does he define a competency? competency. I know what is not now, but I want to learn more yeah. about what he yeah, sees Yeah, what's the difference? Between a competency, a skill, and a job description, all of those things. I'd like those distinctions a little bit more clearly. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. a little more detail on that. Um, The other thing that was interesting, though, is a lot of the neuroscience he talked about Mm. really um, spoke to inclusion and diversity. Mm -hmm. Also, like, those themes started to cross Mm -hmm. a bit in what he brought in. And he also focused a lot on the importance. It's more how imperative um, getting people oriented in a positive way is, how much much of an enormous difference that makes in people's well-being and and, in their success over time. Yeah. Well, really, really, that part really woke me up as well because I, yes, of course I spend time with my clients doing some visioning and what do you want, but what I'm realizing is how quickly I kind of leave that in the dust for what have you done lately, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What's your way? Yeah, into like, oh yeah, I really, now I'm really understanding that power of getting someone in touch with their values, getting them in touch with who they're becoming and what that would do and why bother and the notion, oh, now we're getting in trouble. Um, any parting thoughts? 30,000 coaches or so listening. Anything you'd like them to know or keep an eye on? Um, there's a couple of things. There's a, a, a conference on um, power and culture oh, coming right, up right, right. in September in Toronto. Yes. And it, it looks like it's going to be amazing and powerful for people yeah. to, to right. look into and, coming to and that. And that you can find out more by going to actoonline.org, mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. right. And the other thing I'd say is come come to ACTO next year. It's open to everybody. Now it's open. It it hasn't been for a long time. So you don't have to be a coach trainer? You don't have to be a coach trainer anymore, as far as I know. And where I think this is a shift. Where are we going to be next? It's Uh, going to be in Richmond, Virginia. And look on the ACTO website, because I believe that they already have information about the next coaching conference. No better place to be in the summer than Richmond. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you can find out more by going to ACTO online. Ladies, thank you for your leadership in our field. Thank you for your time today and taking time out of your your lunch here. (laughs) And um, thanks so much for your contributions. Thanks for the conversation. Thanks for having us. So I've caught Julian Humphreys, who is a, a coach. He's also a principal and an executive coach in Julian Humphreys Coaching. In addition, uh, an executive coach with Hazel and Collins Associates and editor-in-chief of the Philosophy of Coaching Journal. Uh, in addition, he's a contract lecturer at Ryerson University and other qualifications. Mr. Humphreys, you are a director at large for the ICF Toronto chapter. You're here at the joint conference, the first joint conference between ACTO and GSAC, which is the G-S-A-E-C. Uh, how's day one of the conference for you? 
It's been really fascinating to see the different uh, approaches of ACTO and GSAC and the uh, uh, attempt to sort of bring those together and really create a, a co coherent coach training and education and what that might look like uh, going forward. So it's been a great first day with some great discussions and uh, Richard Boyatzis presented in the morning a, a slew of empirical research and it was really fantastic. Yeah, from Case Western uh, Reserve University. Let's talk about uh, the ICF in coaching in Toronto. What, um, you're a director at the local ICF chapter. Is it a growing chapter? Is it shrinking? Is it, uh, what have you got going in Toronto? So the ICF Toronto, uh, which is what we call the local chapter of ICF here in Toronto, is one of the most uh, popular uh, of all ICF local chapters. We have uh, uh, up to 400 members at any given time. Holy patchouli. We put on a conference uh, every 18 months where we get the leading names in, in coaching to come and deliver to our, 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 our community. Uh, we meet once a month. Um, with maybe 80 or so people in attendance uh, every month. It really is one of the, the, the most vibrant chapters of any. And we're particularly proud of the fact that uh, ICF Global has uh, an award called the, the, the PRISM Award, oh, which yes. recognizes uh, organizational co coaching excellence. And that award originated in uh, ICF Toronto, the local chapter. We still run our own award every Prism year, award, yeah. and they do their PRISM Award every year now as well. That's wild. Thanks for the education. I had no idea. So let's talk about this conference. When's the next one here in Toronto? Uh, so on March the 6th, 2018, we will be having a one-day conference. It's for coaches um, and uh, people interested in the coaching world, and we already have some confirmed speakers. Um, I'm, I think I can reveal who they are. Ooh, drum roll, please. This is a Scoop. Yes. Uh, Robert Keegan, uh, who's uh, wow. from the Harvard uh, Graduate School of Education and wrote uh, the, the book In Over Our Heads and the Immunity to Change, will be speaking, uh, talking about um, uh, both the Immunity to Change book and the uh, Developing Organizations book. I can't remember the exact title. Right there. It's worth it with the price of admission, Robert Keegan. Great. Yeah. And then we also have Michael Bungestania, who oh. wrote a, a book called The Coaching Habit. Yeah. Um, he's also going to be speaking. do great work and do more great work. Exactly. Yeah. And then we're also going to have a panel of uh, master certified coaches talking about their journey to mastery. So it's going to be an incredibly rich uh, and hopefully fun day of networking. And we will be awarding our... ICF Toronto Local Chapter Prism Award <laughs> also on that day. And where can we find out more about the ICF uh, Toronto Chapter? If you go to icftoronto.com, mm -hmm. uh, you'll find everything you need right there. Perfect. All right. Now let's talk about this journal that you've started. It's an international journal. It's called Philosophy of Coaching. It's at philosophyofcoaching.org. What's your intention there? What have you created? So a couple of years ago, fairly soon after I finished my coach training, I was. I already had a PhD in education, and so I had a sort of rich wow. academic background. Mm -hmm. And I was aware that a lot of people who did coach training and didn't have that kind of academic background were somewhat at sea in terms of uh, how to assess um, the rigor of what they were uh, doing and also ju just justifying what they were doing and tying it to various other uh, things that had come before in terms of other theories and other practices, other modalities. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to create a space where people could um, bring their curiosity and people could bring their expertise and uh, create a dialogue around the nature and value of coaching that was fairly rigorous, fairly theoretically and academically informed. We've had two issues and we have another issue coming uh, out shortly uh, and that issue is actually tied in with the theme of this conference. Um, 
uh, around coach training and education. So the deadline wow. for, the, for, for papers for that issue is August 1st and uh, should be online uh, with all those papers available for free uh, around November 2017. And look, like this podcast, it's my favorite thing that this is free so that people, anybody can go on, anyone can contribute. There's a call for papers on the site. Again, it's philosophyofcoaching.org. And can I tell you what I like best about it so far? Mm-hmm. So I'm a guy who loves books, but you know, I've got so many books and so many stacks of books I still need to read mm-hmm. that you've got book reviews in there by mm-hmm. people I, I respect and admire, including yourself. And so I can sort of go and get the gist of the book and decide, is this something I should throw on the pile or not and get, you know, some of the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks so much for that commitment and especially because I know it's out of the goodness of your heart and you're not making any cheddar off So of far, it. so far. All right, as the kids Looking say. for sponsors. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I, uh, so we've talked about the conference. We've talked about philosophy of coaching. I think the only thing we haven't talked about is that if you run into Dr. Julian Humphreys, uh, ask him to play piano because he's a former jazz pianist and singer and, uh, you know, why not tickle the ivories? Thanks so much. Uh, how about a parting thought for 30,000 30, or so coaches that are listening? I'm still working on speaking English. Um, what's, what's something you'd like coaches to think about or, or know today? Well, having heard um, Richard Boyatzis speak this morning, I would um, encourage everyone to go uh, check out the MOOC, the massive online course that he did through Coursera, which I did many years ago. Uh, or several years ago anyway, that, um, and he presented much of that same material today, and it really is some of the best quality research on coaching out there. In fact, I think it's probably the best quality research on coaching out there, and it's available to you 100% free through the Coursera platform. Um, and there's two courses uh, by him, but the one I did was Inspiring Leadership Through Emotional Intelligence. It's just a fantastic course. I don't know why I'm promoting him instead of me at this point, but there you go. <laughs> well, great. That's Dr. Julian Humphreys. Thanks so much for being with us, and thanks for your commitment to GSAC and to coach training. 